Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whenever you are listening to this, this is just a really quick pre-introduction to uh, today's podcast. Uh, This is one of three that was delivered, not delivered, recorded before we went into lockdown. So I just wanted to put it into context with you. This is with two lovely ladies from New York College. During this recording, we talk about exams, self-esteem, how it is to be empowered, uh, different learning styles and, and maybe potentially a different learning system and how lovely that would be so keep in context this all happened before we entered the lockdown the world went a little bit crazy okay but nevertheless enjoy Hey, 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 Kevin Guthrie here talking all things mental health and well-being. Thank you so much for listening to another one of our podcasts. Uh, So remember, we do these podcasts because we wanted to open up conversations around mental health and well-being. We wanted to reduce or get rid of some of the stigma that is still around. So I have two guests in the studio today. Two, can you believe it? Two guests. So I have Lynn Baker and Penny Taylor. Thank you so much for being here, ladies. You're welcome. Welcome. So, my first question is, uh, to both of you really, what do you both do? Okay, well I'll start because mine's the easiest. I work at New York College and I am a GCSE English teacher. So obviously I do get a lot of stressed students coming my way, particularly at this time of year. And uh, hopefully I've got quite a few tips that I can pass on that I use with my students that might help others out there. Amazing, amazing. And Penny? So my role at Newark College is I'm an advanced curriculum coach, which um, I do still... (laughs) I know. (laughs) Um, So I do still teach in the classroom, but my main focus is overseeing teaching and learning and curriculum development at Newark College. So part of that undertakes making sure that all our students are going through the right things that we should be doing at college so mental health wise we do lots of training we do lots of enrichment supporting not only students but staff to ensure that their their mental health is strong for work oh Um, cool and how how do you do that we do lots of um well we do lots of cake we do lots of cups (laughs) of teas find that chocolate works wonders um i think i always just have an open door so when staff can come and talk to me and offload their problems which might be really really simple to to man for me to manage for them to go away and then be able to teach and do the best they can in the classroom i can then take on these the sudden issue that's come up that day that might be just hindering what they need to do yeah for students it's often just a calming word a familiar face a friendly face that they can go to outside of their classroom if they're having a bad day if something's happened if something's we're, we're very very clear that some things don't happen just at college that students have issues that that happen outside of the classroom but they bring into college with them so when they come into college we want them to be in their best focused mind that they can so that they can learn with us and we have a really supportive network of staff that can help them do that so would your role be similar to what they refer to as pastoral care in secondary school partly yes yeah, so that comes a lot of it. So we've all done, um, as, as managers, we've all done level three mental health first aid training. So we're there to support staff and students in those times of need when they do. Sometimes it's just to come in a rant and a moan and then they can go away and they're happy because I'll take on that problem and deal yeah. with it for them. Sometimes it's more severe and we need a little bit more time and we need yeah. different experts that we've got in college to work with different people to support them through the problems that they're going through at that moment in time. I also think there's two two types of conversations. 
There's a download where you just need to let go of stuff. Nearly swore them. <laughs> where you need to get let go of stuff, get it off your chest, talk about it. And then there's stuff that needs processing a little bit and may need signposting on, uh, which yeah. two yeah. two types. And actually, I was, I was working with a, I had a session last week with somebody and <laughs> the woman got to the end of the session and went, wow, I've just moaned for 50 minutes. And I went, it's fine. It's absolutely fine. Because if that makes you feel better, then that's that's... It's, it's worked in some way. She said, yeah, but I don't feel what we've done any work. And I went, it's fine. You did yeah. what you needed to do today, which is perfect. Mm. So what are we here to talk, talk about today? We'd like to talk about exam stress Ooh. and how we can support <laughs> students that are coming up to those awful GCSE exams. It is got. stressful. It's a really, really stressful time. And yeah. there are a lot of pressures put on young yeah. people to perform to their targets, to get good enough grades to get into college or sixth form or wherever they want to go on their pathway in life. And sometimes that that pressure is counterproductive for oh, lots and lots of young people. Sometimes I'd say most of the time it's counterproductive. Yeah. We need a little bit of buzz. If we don't get any buzz, then we're kind of flatlining. So we need a little bit, but it's it's the it's when it gets too much. When we think about pressures, where do you think most of the pressures come from? I think it comes from the school because they want the targets. It comes from parents because they want the best for their children. And yeah. it comes from the pressures people put on themselves. You know, they've been told they're capable of achieving something for so many years. And suddenly, as soon as a little bit of doubt creeps in, that yeah. little chink, you know, it can be like a sort of crack in a glass that can just spread and spread and spread until it takes over. Yeah. So... Yeah, they have a lot of pressures coming from every angle of their life. That's interesting. Sorry, I was going to say, I think it's also the expected norm, isn't it? And what we have to remember is some of the young people that we work with academically might not do brilliantly in their GCSEs. However, vocationally, we can really make them excel at the hands-on practical work that we can do with them at college. And they're the kind of things that we need to really be focusing on with them, the things that they do absolutely brilliantly and building that, empowering them really yeah. with that knowledge of that they can do it so their self-confidence is boosted yeah and that i don't want to say a gs gcse isn't the be all and end all but actually there's it's loads not. of other things that they're brilliant yeah. at yeah. just because the norm is they have to have so many gcses there's ways around doing different things in different ways of the workplace yeah as a as a as a, as a kid at school i was not academic i'm not academic even now I've got qualifications, but I really struggle to get through them. If somebody says to me now, sit down and write a 5,000-word essay, it's like my worst nightmare because I'm creative. I, 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 not that I do things with my hands, but my mind's creative. It's all over the place. So at school, I bombed. I completely bombed and left school thinking I was stupid, really stupid. And I'm, I'm not. I, just that my mind works in a different way. Mm-hmm. I think that's a familiar story, actually, yeah. except... Now it's even more intense yeah. because they're monitored from primary school upwards. Yeah. So, for example, a lot of the students we see, they they feel like they're not a success in their lives yeah. already, and they're sixteen, seventeen, eighteen. Yeah. So already, they haven't got a good starting point no. to think I'm going to do this. I'm going to do well. I'll smash it. Yeah. So that's what we do a lot of work with to make people feel like which is they amazing. Can. Absolutely amazing. I'm so I'm so glad that you're doing work like this, that young people can leave and feel a little bit empowered. Mm-hmm. 
I think it's about empowering those skills of things that we just said that they're good at. So whereas we might recognise they've not come to us with the best GCSE yeah. results, put them in front of a car, put them in front of electrical yeah. situation, put them in front of a camera for media or a cooker for cooking, and they're absolutely brilliant, yeah. and they excel in that. Yeah. And the way that we try to deliver a lot of our maths and English is through embedding it, so we don't try and have them sitting in classrooms yeah just doing the same that they would do at school we do a lot of active learning and that's one thing that Lynn is brilliant at getting them up and about getting them watching videos getting them discussing things in different ways so actually they don't realize that they're learning they learn in a completely different way to how they would in the normal school situation so to speak my classrooms are not quiet we don't we don't just (laughs) i'm not just here's an exam paper sit there do it because they've tried that it doesn't work and it makes them feel rubbish so, do, you, do, you, do you ever foresee a day when the education system will very quickly grab hold of who's going to excel by sitting and learning with, with pen and paper and who isn't and then divide the classrooms up? So as you end up with two systems all in, almost in school where you get like a creative system, visual, auditory, watching videos, doing stuff like, like you're doing, Lynn. And the other side of the school that is, no, I want to sit with a piece of pen and paper and a book and, and learn this way. Do you ever foresee that happening? Because for me, when I look at that, it's like, well, it's really simple. Let's divide the school up into two. Do you think that could happen? I think schools try and do that now. We try and do right. that. But the, the bigger system yeah. doesn't uh, allow impacts for it. on that. So yeah. I, I think any teacher would say they do the best to make their yeah. lessons interesting and accessible and yeah. engaging. Yeah. Because that's what we want. Uh, will there ever be a system where creativity is valued above exam results? In terms of pieces of paper, I think potentially no, because employers need something that shows what people are capable of and that they meet a certain standard. So, yes, I would love it if that was the case. Do I think it will happen? No. Yeah, I get that. So exam stress, we're going to look at that. What tips do you have in place? For people listening to this because it is massive and <laughs> right it, okay <laughs> this is where we don't stop talking for an hour and a half it causes i can i can tell you as a practitioner working with young people i get a lot of people in my office in my practice that have kind of arrived at this point and that their anxiety is through the roof mm-hmm. so I, I see it and i experience it all the time I think we find that at college as well, especially with some young people who've had bad experiences at school. Yeah. Some of them feel that they can't go in a room with other people, that they, people are looking at them. Their anxiety becomes so heightened that actually getting them into that exam room yeah. is really, really difficult. We do have a lot of ways that we can do special arrangements so people can have smaller rooms. We look yeah. at that quite in depth beforehand um, in their exams and meet their, that particular learner's individual need. What we were just talking about this week is we've got um, GCSE mocks this week and we've really found, again, that some of our young people just go into the sports hall and they just freeze. I can't do that. (laughs) So we've been looking at ways of after these mocks, how can we get them to be more comfortable in certain situations? So we're going to start teaching in a different way. We're going to start teaching in the sports hall. We're going to start teaching in the classrooms that they'd have their exams. Um, And try and just get them used to those familiar surroundings. So when they go into their exam, they're not thinking oh my gosh, what have I got to do here? They actually understand what's happening and they understand the the surroundings around them. Um, That's a great idea, firstly. Just all that does, from a a psychology point of view, allows their mind to be used to the area that they're in and the mind doesn't become as kind of tense 
because before that, before you do that kind of exercise, the mind would walk in and go, oh, my goodness, so it's, it's, it's that space. Whereas if they've had fun in there, if they've learned in there, the mind goes, oh, it's just the hall. Yeah. That's fine. So that's yeah. one step in. Yeah. Perfect. Yeah. The other thing that we've got planned this week, and we've linked it in with sports relief, is we're doing a sports relief event um, yeah. 11 till 12 on Wednesday. Their exam starts at 12. So what we want to see is the impact yeah. of how sport and exercise can impact a young person's health and well-being yeah. before an exam. Fantastic. Um, so we want to look at, do they forget about it? Does it calm them down? Yeah. What kind of things can we can we do for them to make them go into that exam feeling as calm as possible? Yeah, I think it's the basics as well. It, you can't underestimate how helpful it is for them just to have a, a smile and a you know a yeah. kind word from somebody just before they go in, just to sort of make them feel like it will be okay. You know, checking have they had something to eat? Have they had a drink? Are they thirsty? Yeah, just those real basic levels can just refocus their own minds on. Yeah. what they need to do at this moment and not focusing on the bit that's about to come that will be the difficult bit yeah. for them. Um, but yeah, I think a smile goes a long way in life. Well, again, it just it allows the mind to calm a little bit. Whereas if people are looking worried around us, then then the mind reads that on an unconscious level of what's happening. Why why they, why they do they look yeah. worried? Perhaps I should look worried as well. And then, and then we start sharing that energy of, of all becoming worried. I think that what Lyd's just said is really important in the build-up to the exam as well. Yeah. Just making sure that they're eating properly, exercising, sleeping well. Yeah. Those kind of things that we have conversations with students about of don't be on your Xbox till 4am. <laughs> Definitely not before an exam. So trying to get that sort of those normal, normal just health and well-being things in there that will help them on a daily basis rather than just to build up to an exam. So it becomes the norm, really, yeah. rather than I've got an exam, so I need to go to bed early and then they can't sleep because they're worried about it. Yeah. Getting that into sort of the normal routine, really, as well for yeah. them. I think as well what we're really good at at the college is just trying to give a sort of personable approach to it. So if somebody comes in and they're really, really stressed and suddenly they realise they're not sat at the back, they're sat at the front and it becomes a big issue, yeah. we'll do what we as much as we can do to make that student feel much more just comfortable walking into that room. So if they need to be at the front, we can do that. If they need to be at the back, we yeah. can do that. Ideally, we have that in place way before the actual date of the exam. You know, knocking down those all those barriers that they've built up before they get to that point yeah. is really vital, I think. So, so far we've got getting them used to the environment that the, the exam's going to take place in, uh, getting them doing some exercise to help burn off the energy and allow their mind to reset a little bit. What else have we got? I know you've got a list there. I can, <laughs> I can, I can see you looking at your list. <laughs> all right. That's all right. <laughs> <laughs> we'll have to write things down. <laughs> <laughs> I think they just need to, in a way, know what they've got to do and feel confident in the way they do. Yeah, way they do their own revision, really. So knowing what they've got to revise and knowing how to revise. So we do lots of st study skills programs, yeah. not just through the GCSE team, but through our library team as well that they can access. So knowing how to revise for that young person might be different to the next yeah. person. What's best for them and how are they going to do it? Yeah. When are they going to do it? When are they going to set time? Having that time management skill to actually put time aside to revise. Because yeah. for some young people who've been to college and having to retake a GCSE can be quite demoralising. Yeah. So we need to empower them to think they can do it, but also how to do it. Yeah. 
Um, so we do quite a lot of that, yeah. that at college. It's about um, challenging their mindset, isn't it? Yeah. Because if we can get their mindset in a good place that, you know, they've been through that, I can't do it, I won't do it, perhaps I can, I've done a little bit better, I'm going to have a go to actually, right, I'm going to do it and I'm going to smash it. And that is a long process. But if we can just change that a little bit and nudge them a little bit up towards thinking that they're going to achieve it then we're in with with a chance so there's there's a lot that a student can do for themselves by preparing in whatever way suits them best you know if that's watching videos on youtube of of revision videos fine if that's making notes and highlighting things in little colors fine do that if that's making little uh, flip cards that help you remember stuff yeah they need to do whatever suits them best but you need to do something because without that, you'll walk into an exam <clears throat> yeah. not knowing what's going on. You'll feel uncomfortable. You'll feel underprepared. And all of that then just diminishes your, your mindset that yeah. you were so set on at the start of the year. I Perfect. think it comes back to as well that setting realistic goals for themselves yeah. as well and pacing themselves. So whereas we try to get them to revise, as any school does, mm. right from the word go, not that two days before their exam when they're yeah. in total panic fight or flight mode really I think yeah. and trying to just set themselves those targets of what they're going to do and support them with that yeah way way before the exam yeah <clears throat> so if an exam was taking place in let's say mid-may when would revision start it's never too early or too late I would say you know you can be you can be going right up until you know a few days before the exam right it's never too late um but I would say, like any race or any big thing that you're preparing for, in those last few days before it, ease off. Yeah. So it's the planning that goes into it in the yeah. the, the months before. I mean, now, ideally, is the key time. If you yeah. haven't done anything already, start now. Do 10 minutes a day. It doesn't yeah. have to be huge amounts of your time just sat looking at a book that isn't helping you and you can't take it in. What you need to do is just small chunks, yeah. but gradually building up so that you're, you're establishing a whole array of little chunks of knowledge yeah. that you can then access more easily the closer you get to it. Yeah. And just to clarify what now is, we are recording this, uh, is it the 10th? No? 9th. 9th? 9th of March. We're recording this. Uh, and by the time you listen to this, it might be... Uh, <laughs> April. So you should have started by now. <laughs> by the time you're hearing this. <laughs> I think also a really good way we just follow on from what Lynn said is to sort of do mnemonics and just remember a mnemonic and think about it. So you can think about it in your head through the day. So you're not sitting revising. You're yep. thinking of something that you're going to that you need to know that's going to help you remember it. And you can keep coming back to it at set moments during the day when you're doing other things, when you're walking to college, when you're having your lunch, yeah. when you're sitting on your phone. Just keep coming back to remind yourself of those simple little things. But then in your exam you'll go, oh, I remember doing yeah. that and that'll really help. It's almost like programming just for because I'm not I'm not clear on what that word means so for other people that are listening because there will be people listening that don't know what mnemonics means just describe that so a mnemonic is something that you can help you remember something so a simple one would be uh, north south east west never eat shredded wheat but you can link no no (laughs) naughty elephant squirt water (laughs) so you do know what a mnemonic is (laughs) and those kind of things and what we would say to students if they're really worried about those when you start the exam write them down get them off your head Get them out of the way, put them on your bit of paper, yeah. and then you can always refer back to them because you haven't got to think about them again. Yeah. And that's absolutely fine to do that in an exam and just put a line yeah. through it at the end. 
we make links in our mind when we do stuff like that. So it's like we create little pathways, uh, neuro pathways, and that's and that's how we remember. Yeah. But it definitely is naughty elephant squirt water. <laughs> <laughs> I, think, I don't care what it is. Just remember yeah. it. <laughs> I think music's important as well. I, oh, I music. love music. And from th- there's a sort of two-pronged attack. One, if you're revising, yeah. have some music on in the background. But I'm not talking about the stuff that you love and you listen to every day. Have some gentle studying music that allows your brain that calm time that yeah. just sends that message that, okay, this is now park everything else. I'm just focusing on this. There's a really good YouTube channel that I use called Lo-Fi, which a student actually told me about a few weeks ago, and I've been listening to it as I'm marking my exams. It's just gentle yeah. sort of background noise. But also, I really believe in the value of music as a learning tool. So yeah. there are lots of really good rap videos that are to do with different different subjects. But, you know, once your brain hears that music, you can't help be a little bit revitalised by yeah. it. And, and, you know, those words then sink in a little bit better. It might It might be a bit cheesy but you know a lot of students are listening to music all the time so why not employ what yeah. you already do yeah but just direct make it, it in make a it different work. way yeah. yeah absolutely that's perfect I, lo- I love music and actually if you go on spotify there are lists on there on spotify that are for learning yes, and, yeah. and and i'm i'm not sure what type of music it is but I'm, I'm there's something about the frequency that they use that taps into certain parts of the brain that then allow you to do the yeah. learning mm-hmm whilst being stimulated it's no good listening to i don't know stormsy or whatever because your brain's too engaged in listening to what what the words are saying rather than what you want to be focusing on which is why i'm suggesting something that's uh, you know um it's got a lot less content in it almost so your brain can detach from it but you can still enjoy it and it blocks out everything else that's happening it's about the frequency you are so creative, you are. I, I, You're yeah, such I a creative. As I'm, as I'm sat <laughs> watching you, because so you do what I do, when, when you talk and you're thinking, your eyes are I know, all over the yeah, place. They're yeah, like, I know. My like hands flick. do too as well. <clears throat> such a creative. I love it. I'm a creative. Well, See why everyone wants well, Lynn as their GCSE <laughs> English teacher, can't I you? Know. I'm not sure they would all agree where, with that. Where were you when <laughs> exactly. I was learning? Where were you when my, when my history teacher was telling me how stupid I was oh, because no. I wasn't engaging? Oh, that makes me sad. Well, like, well the thing is, when, when a teacher says that, you carry that for like 20 years yeah. before I got to a point where I went, I'm not stupid. I'm not stupid. Yeah. I just didn't like history. And actually, that's even that's not true. I didn't like history the way that he taught it. Yeah. I do love history. I love I love history programs, but I didn't like the way he did it. It was all very blackboard based and and throw the 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 kind of rubber at me and stuff. Hopefully, teachers today are a lot more um, positive in their outlook, and I would I would hope that teachers don't say things like that today. No doubt there'll be somebody going, but so and so has said that to me. But on the on the whole, you know, we we would aim not to say those sort of destructive negative comments, unless of course. You know, the teachers have lost it, and then, which happens, because we get stressed too. Yes, <clears throat> absolutely. Your your mental health and well-being is paramount for, your, for yourselves, but also for the young people that yes. you work with. So what else is on the list? Talk to people. Yes. And I think that's a whole mental health thing that we have very, very keen on at college, and yeah. we empower staff and students to do that with times to chat, chance yeah. to chat sessions we work with different organizations that come into college so if people don't want to talk to a member of staff who they see every day they can talk to a stranger because whatever works for that young person or member of staff is absolutely necessary so talk to people talk to your family talk to your friends talk to anybody that'll listen to you if you've got a worry and and work with them to find a solution that's right for you 
And if, if, for example, I was just thinking about somebody that I worked with that that uh, didn't complete. I, I hate the term "dropped out of uni." Didn't complete uni because of certain reasons, and this person couldn't talk. But there will always be someone that you can talk to. So it might not be that you can talk to your parents because there's a massive fear that you're going to mm-hmm. dis- disappoint them. But find somebody mm-hmm. and, 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 and do that because then you offload a little bit and share the burden. Mm-hmm. There will always yeah. be somebody somewhere that you can talk to. I think also it's important to say it's not, it doesn't always have to be verbal. Yeah. It can be through these days with social media. Yeah. I've sat with a student last week and we had a talk on their phone via text. Yeah on their notes page yeah. because they didn't want to talk yeah. but actually we needed that conversation to take place it's commu- to it's find communication. out what the problem was yeah. Yeah. it's perfect there's there's quite a lot of services out there now that offer or operate via text messages yeah. mm-hmm. it's, a, it's a young way of doing stuff but if it works it works Absolutely. it's communication it's just kind of like getting stuff out there and checking it out downloading or it could be it could need a little bit more process so that's a good one. So maybe not talk, maybe communicate, communicate in, yeah. in some way. Yeah, in whichever way suits you. Yeah, and there is no right or wrong way. It's just communication. Mm-hmm. Just yeah. don't bottle it up, No, I think is the message, because mm-hmm. it only gets worse. It's that old adage, isn't it? Problem shared, it's problem halved. It's, yeah. You know, that's, that's centuries old, but it's still true today. We just need to talk to other people. Mm-hmm. It is really true. What else have you got? Breathing. Oh. Sitting down and breathing, just stopping for two minutes and just breathe slowly. Yeah. Um, use your techniques, in and out, those kind of things, nice and slowly. You don't have to sit with your eyes closed, you don't have to do nope. yoga poses, anything nope. strange <laughs> like that, although we have tried it and it's really good. However, just take time just to breathe. Yeah. And I really like those mind pictures. Um and I still remember my mum doing them to me as a child. Yeah. And I did them to my children. <laughs> Students look at you as though you're totally balmy if you do it with them. However, they, they do often come back and say, I thought of sitting on that beach with yeah. the waves lapping yeah. up against me, with the sun on my face, just lying there relaxing. And those kind of images just calm people down. Yeah. And they're really, really important techniques when they're stressed or anxious yeah. just to work on. There's also that five things as well where, you know, five things that you can see, four things that you can hear, three yep. things that you can smell, two things that you can touch. What's the last one? Can't even remember what the last one is. But it's again, smell? It's Did you do smell? Or oh, taste. 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 Ah, there you go. Yeah, so just something that can um, focus your mind in the moment yeah. so that you're not going off at all the tangents and... And thinking I think while they're doing that five well. senses technique, the stop doing, they've stopped thinking about everything yeah. else. They're yeah. just focusing on the senses. They're focusing on those five elements. Yeah. And that time that it takes just lets the heart rate flow. Yeah. It yeah. Calm down. Yeah. Lets them breathe, and hopefully then they're at a point where they can start to rationalise the situation a little bit more. Yeah. <clears throat> what we're trying to do here is is allow the the rational thinking brain to come back online because if the irrational has taken over, then we're, we're trying to create some sort of intervention where the, the rational can come back online. Just a really quick one around deep breathing. Uh, really simple techniques are do some minor are either four 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 five 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 or six 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 so in for four hold for four out for four breathe in through the nose out through the mouth as you breathe in your lower stomach should raise a little bit because it means the breath's going all the way into the diaphragm which is what we really need 
so if you can do 444 then extend it to 555 and 666 and so on the more you do it the deeper you can breathe and if you do that for like two minutes it can literally reset i do it with people all the time in therapy and again sometimes they look at me and go are you really gonna do this with it i'm like oh yes <laughs> i have that and, every time <laughs> <laughs> and i'm gonna and i'm gonna do it as well i'm gonna do it with you uh, Could you imagine how successful that would be if we did it as they were just about to start their exam and the invigilators said, right, before you write your yeah. name, oh we're just going to take some time to deep breathe. Hey, why don't we try it? Why not? If it happens, let's okay. try it. Yeah. Why does that not happen? I don't know. But it serious, should. Serious yeah. question. Why, why can an invigilator not stand up? See... The invigilators, am I thinking that they're people that are brought in? Yeah, kind yes. of. Just yeah, to, but I could go and do it. I could do it. I know I'll tomorrow morning. Yeah, let's try it. They let's would try it. Do it. Absolutely yeah. do it. What yeah. I was thinking then was the invigilator would need to be comfortable with deep breathing, and not everybody is. Yeah. They yeah. think it's a little bit woo woo. Yeah. And when I say that, I'm like, God, this is ridiculous. It's not woo woo. The, 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 our bodies have gotten used to breathing really shallow. And when we deep breathe, we reset our brain, even if it's just for two minutes. Yeah. I once did an exercise with somebody, and it was like deep breathing for two minutes every hour all day. And when I deliver deep breathing to people, I'm like, this is proactive. This is not reactive. And they're like, oh, so I, sh- I, just do the- I just do this when I get stressed. And I'm like, no, I want you to do this all day. I want you to wake up in the morning, sit on the edge of your bed, put your feet on the floor and deep breathe. I want you to go in the shower and I want you to stand and deep breathe and just keep doing it, waiting for the kettle to boil, sat on the toilet. I don't care where you are, deep breathe. Start sewing it into your day and and the mind shift is just incredible because all of a sudden we, our rational mind is, is online and able to think through things. So a young person going into an exam and gets really stressed, the rational mind goes, it's all right, it's fine. Because the irrational mind will think, oh my goodness, I'm going to die if I don't pass this exam. No, you're not. It's all going to be fine. And if you don't pass it, then something else will happen. Mm-hmm. You were never meant to pass it. Mm-hmm. We would certainly say that to students as well. Yeah. Except Brilliant. they would say they, they're not going to die, they're going to fail. Mm-hmm. To which yeah. I would reply, if you've got fail. in that exam room, there's not nothing yeah. can be a fail because yeah. you're here and that is the main thing. You've got yeah. yourself in there. So. Yeah. yeah, I think fail is a word we need to ban. Yeah, really? yeah, because it's and it's the same as right or wrong. I, I don't believe in right or wrong. It's just that there are difference. There are different ways, different ways of dealing with things. Mm-hmm. You got any more about, in your? I was going to say, I think it's about recognizing what they're good at as well, and it comes back yes. to this mindset that she yeah. talked about before. They're brilliant at some things. Yeah, maybe they're not quite as good as others, but nobody is. No. None of us are brilliant at everything, nope. and that's the ra- that's the rationale they need to have. Yeah that what they're good at is brilliant yeah. and they're just working towards the other bit. I'm not good at writing. I'm not my my grammar's not very good and my spelling's absolutely horrendous. If I wanted help with that, but if I'm honest, I don't want help yeah, because I'm in a position now where if I want something writing, I can have somebody else write it for me. Mm-hmm. Not have somebody else, but I can say to somebody else, I'm gonna write it and now can you edit it for me? I can I can do that yeah, now. Yeah, there so are I, solutions, aren't there? Strategies. Yeah, always. Yeah. I, so I don't need to be. Why would I? Why would I want? Unless I was going to write a book and I wanted to edit my uh, edit it myself, and even then, I would have somebody else edit it. So sometimes it's about us being good at what we we are good at. I'm recognizing it. Yeah. yeah. If I want my car repair and I take it to a mechanic, if I want my washing machine repairing, somebody comes in and does. I don't. We can't do everything. Yeah. 
but there will there will be things that we are good at. The difficulty with young people is they quite often haven't gotten to that point where they've realised it, no. and they're surrounded by a system, yeah, that measures them. Oh yeah, yeah, in a totally different way to how, as adults, we measure our successes. Don't get me started on the system. What else is on your list? <laughs> Moving on quickly. I think that belief, self-belief, really. Just believe that you can do it. Yeah. And it's hugely, hugely beneficial in helping you on your way. And I don't think we ever really realise just what an effect that has. But the students who we see who do not give up, even though they might be doing their resits for the fourth, fifth time, the ones who actually get there are the ones who just don't give up and they go, you know, I, I will do it. I yeah. am going to do it. And you you see it in them. And that that is mirrored in the actions and yeah. the revision and the preparation. And, of course, that does lead to success. Yeah. So I think, yeah, that self-belief that comes with a collection of all these other things that we've talked about, all of it together helps build that package of I'm going to do it, I can do it, and I am going to do yeah. it. And that gritted teeth sort of mentality of, can't avoid it i've got to do it i'm going to do it i will do it yeah i've done it switch positive words i can use yes. the word i can i i, I statements are, are really really powerful so i want to offer you something i want to offer you the the chance for me to come in and do you firstly you're doing some amazing work it's it's kind of it's in line with everything i do but it feels like it could just go that little bit that step further uh, so if you can organise a time, if we can organise a time where I can c- come in and just deliver, it would take like an hour. That's all they need, an hour. Beyond that, they get bored, the mind starts going, so an hour, we could Brilliant. nail yeah. could nail some stuff. Know, yeah. <clears throat> there's there's little simple techniques around uh, kind of hearing what's happening in our mind. When we were talking about mindset earlier, there's this little phrase that I use called uh, hear it, challenge it, change it. And it's about hearing what's happening in our minds. Because what will be what will happen is they will sit down to do some revision and there'll be a little voice, almost unconscious in their mind, going, why don't you just play your game for a bit longer? Go on. Why don't you just do send this text and have this conversation? Why don't you phone them? And that will be tripping them up constantly. But if we can get into those little voices and hear them and go, no, I'm going to do that later. I'm going to do the revision first. I'm going to... Re- I'll do 30 minutes revision and then I'll do... I don't know, five minutes text in, and then I'm going to do a 13. So we kind of, re- we set up a reward system like that in our own minds, but we yeah. have to hear what's happening first. If we don't hear it, it trips us up. Yes. So just little things like that, that hopefully would allow them to become healthier and more acutely aware of what's happening in their heads. I think it'll help them in everyday life as well, because it's that kind yeah. of time management of your own daily routine yeah. isn't it and I've, when you've been talking about that I realise that's what I do yeah. and I think I'm yeah. going to do this and this and this then at the end of it yeah. I can do that yeah. and actually that's what we need to be doing maybe more with young people yeah. to inspire yeah. them to be able to be productive yeah. through the day yeah. and all, I think you're right all of these things that we're talking about okay we're putting a revision an exam sort of slant on it but they can suit everybody yeah. at any time and we all should be doing it and it's good to be reminded yeah. These are life skills. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Some, yeah. Some of us have learned them. Some of us are still working on them. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm particularly bad at setting myself a target and keeping going. Yeah. You know, I'm a cup of teas and, any, <laughs> and you know any little job I'll do before I get down yeah. to what I actually any want reason. to do. Suddenly <laughs> ironing things. Yeah, yeah. Really yeah. Interesting. <laughs> <laughs> 
I love that. And yeah, so. if, if I've got to write something, I'm the same because my mind does not want to. So my mind, if I've got to write a blog, then my mind goes, oh, you're not very good at blogs. Avoid it, avoid it, avoid it. And yeah, do the, oh, I don't know. I did it the other week. I spent an hour ironing. I'm going, well, just do this bit of ironing because I need to. And, and I know what I'm doing. I'm avoiding doing Absolutely. the blog because my mind sees that as danger. And if I write a blog, I'm going to get taken away at the knees. No, I'm not. I can have it edited afterwards. Yeah. But if we don't hear that, then it trips us up. Yeah, and it's, then it's a big barrier. Yeah. And, and we, we do the same with food. We do the same with alcohol. We do the same with tasks. Everything, if we don't hear what our minds are saying, then it is constantly trying to... No, mind thinks it's trying to save us because it's usually the fight or flight part of our mind that's doing it. But seriously, it's not. Sometimes it's halting us and halting our growth. In adults, we can see that mostly not always uh but with young people it's it's much harder it's building those resilience skills for them as well isn't yeah. it of the of like we say it's like their life skills that they need yeah through everyday life and the world of work and all those kind of things yeah not just exam stress they are these are lifelong skills mm-hmm. we've come to the end of our recording i'm so sorry oh, <laughs> it's, that's gone really it's, yeah. it's, it's really has flown by do you have any little tips that you would like to leave the listener with I think I've got three. <laughs> oh, no. They're only really mine. quick. Go on. <laughs> Sorry. Firstly, take a breath. Stop yes. for a minute. Yeah, perfect. Second, smile and laugh, because that's really, oh, yeah. really important in yeah. life. And thirdly, believe in yourself. Yeah. You are brilliant young people. You can yeah. do it. You can do whatever you want to do to the best of your ability. Yeah. Just believe that. Yeah. Because we believe it. Love it. Did I well, feel yours? Well, I definitely <laughs> believe was in there. Ditto. Uh, I, just th- I just think you've got to tell, they, they need to tell themselves, this is not everything. Life will continue no matter how well, uh, how poor you do. You will not have failed. Life continues. You will achieve great stuff because everybody has something to offer. And yep. every, like Penny was saying, everybody's got these amazing talents that might not be reflected at this point in time. But just keep going because you know great things will happen yeah absolutely and mine would be try to start hearing your inner dialogue your thoughts your the words that are in your head try to start hearing them and understanding them a little bit even if you have to take the paper and and write them down so as you can see what's being said and then you can start correcting it uh ladies i want to say thank you for being here firstly but i also want to say a massive thank you for from from me but also for everybody that you touch in your lives because you're you really are doing some amazing work out there and honestly when i look back at my learning uh period at school i honestly wish that you'd been there because it, it's it's amazing it's taken me a long time to get to a place where i can see my worth and i can see what i can do uh so hopefully young people now won't have to go through through that journey they'll, they'll see it a lot quicker Let's hope so. Because you're quite right. Everybody has something to offer. Everybody has a purpose. And everybody is unique and amazing in their own sweet way. They are. Take the labels off. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Well, thank you for being here. It's been brilliant. Hopefully, and I'm absolutely sure it will, that people will will take something from that and and learn something from that. And let's try and get a session set up where I can come into uh, college and spend an hour with your young people. Brilliant. Thank you. Yeah, thank you. That's it. We are almost done here. Thank you so much for listening to another one of our podcasts. I really hope that you take something from that. Remember, these these podcasts are delivered for you. They're recorded for you from us here at Radio Newark. 
we want to break down the stigma that is still around uh, in, in mental health. Uh, if we are not hitting the mark in terms of content, then let us know and we will record anything you want. As long as it has that, that area of mental health involved in it, then we'll record it. If you have a story, either professionally or personally, and you want to record a podcast with me, give us a shout. You can contact me at Guthrie Therapy. Uh, I'm on there. Or you can contact Radio New York. That's it. I'm out of here. Thank you so much for listening. Take care. Be kind to yourself and be kind to everybody around you. Take care. Bye-bye.